It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. Good morning. This is the Friday edition of Daily Thunder. Uh, in Colorado, we are buried beneath, I'd say it's around eight inches of snow. It's gorgeous this morning. It's sort of the shimmering uh, melt-off day, I, I have a hunch. So it's going to be a, a beautiful day here in Colorado. And uh, the Ludi family is enjoying our quarantine. It's been a fun season for us, and I hope that it has been for you as well. It's just such a rare opportunity that we have to, in a sense, be forced to lie down in green pastures, uh, to have this time with family, to have this time to reflect on life uh, is just unique and precious, and I don't want any of us to waste it. Uh, this message is called Choosing the Veggies. Uh, that'll make sense as we progress. It's actually a really uh, neat message. This has been sort of the, the theme this week for me. It's sort of hard to explain how God has been working in me. I'm guessing he's doing a similar thing in, in all of us. But it's been a heightened uh, just sense of awareness of uh, my life, the significance of the small moments and the movements uh, and the, where I'm putting my attentions and to see God refining me. And I, I, I think this season has just been a tremendous gift to my life personally. Uh, but I'd like to go to the book of Daniel and I'd like to sort of set up the scene, which is what Daniel's doing in Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Ooh, terrible event in history. And yet very similar to what we're going through right now, if we were to change some of the wording here, because Jehoiakim is going to represent possibly one of the worst kings in Judean history. And so he would be a symbol of weakness in leadership, where that which once was solid and strong, you look back in the days of David, you look back at the days of Josiah, you look back at the days of uh, Jehoshaphat. In other words, there's been strength in this land before, but Jehoiakim would re represent the exact opposite. And I would say symbolically of our church today uh, at large in North America, we're like a Jehoiakim church. We are weak. We are in a day where we are vulnerable uh, to being besieged and, and taken captive. Uh, and Nebuchadnezzar could very easily be swapped out uh, just in our circumstances today for COVID-19. So in the third year of the reign of the weak church or Jehoiakim, king of Judah, COVID-19 uh, came to uh, Jerusalem and besieged it. And so what we have is we have this situation where Jehoiakim in, the, in, in, in Judah is being taken captive and they're being brought into captivity, a lockdown, a quarantine, if you will. And the story that's going to flow out of this is, I think, very significant for us. So here we are in Daniel 1, verse 3, and I'm going to go uh, all the way through ultimately verse 20 in this, but I'll break it up just a little. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, 
whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. So just to sort of summarize this and bring us uh, up to speed in this story, you have a very select group that is being brought out and is being set apart for a purpose. There's something very special about these, something that has stood out. And I'm going to liken that to you, to me. In other words, there's something that has caused us to be sensitized to the spirit of God in this hour, to be awakened, to, now you might not think of yourself, how did it describe it here? Uh, with no blemish, <laughs> good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand. The list of what Nebuchadnezzar is looking for is different than what the king of the universe is looking for. You see, God Almighty has selected you. He has chosen you and set you apart so that you could be trained to lead nations. And so what we see is the development of a Daniel here. And that's exactly what I would want to exhort you to recognize that God is desiring to set you apart in such a season. You may not think highly of yourself, and that's it's probably good, maybe. Uh, however, God does. And God has a design for your life. So, and it says, And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. Well, that's really nice of him to give all of his best uh, to these boys and three years of training for them, so at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. So the king is going to supply them with delicacies, is what it says, and with his wine. If, if we were to liken that to us today, you see, we are in a quarantine, we are in a lockdown, we are in a captivity. Isn't that just sort of an interesting way of thinking about it? It's like, yeah, you know what? There's a lot in the Bible about being in prison, about being in captivity, about being on lockdown. And you see how different people handled it. And I'd say we should draw from that right now. So here's what I would liken the king's delicacies to for us the world's goods, the very best things to satisfy, the ideal match for the cravings of the flesh, the choicest entertainments. In other words, the king's delicacies are very desirable. So if the king, who does not fear God, is going to say, what do I want? And he's going to truck it in and bring it in to Babylon. Well, he's sharing that with these boys. And the same is true with the world. The world is constantly saying, what entertains us? What stimulates us? What makes us feel good? And they bring us in and they say, hey, Christians, why don't you share in this? In other words, we have access to the king's delicacies. And yet in a time of confinement, the same thing is set before us. I can't tell you when, when this thing first started, how many things I saw. It's like, okay, in your confinement, here's what you should binge watch. In other words, it's it's like this bait that is set before us as the church to participate in our captivity the same way everyone else does. When we're Christians, in other words, we're other than the world. So what would a Christian do? It's a very interesting question. Let me give you a few illustrations. And as I go through this list, you're going to recognize, yeah, that is sort of what I've spent my time doing. There's 24-hour news networks. I mean, they are constantly attempting to catch your attention. So as a result, they're going to sensationalize the news the best they can to keep you coming back. And that's a delicacy of this world because most of us are not thinking about what God's news is. What is the news of the kingdom of heaven? What if, if God was broadcasting what's happening in the earth today, what would he be talking about? Would he be talking about that? 
And how about Netflix, unlimited streaming? I mean, you could you could literally bring in as much content as you can handle uh, in and through the internet right now. And so, I mean, it's just unlimited. And with the, the way things work, I mean, that's just, talk about being able to gorge on the king's delicacies. Facebook, did you know that Facebook is open 24 hours a day and at any time you want to poke your head in, you can? In other words, you have yourself this access point. Uh, Instagram, online video games. I mean, it's just like, we, we are in captivity, yes, but we have the king's delicacies in our kept captivity. So listen to what it says about Daniel here. And this is the scripture that started this off for me earlier in the week when I was reading through this. It really stood out. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had said over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Now, let me just ask you a quick question. You have the king's delicacies and his wine, or you have vegetables and water. Which one is attractive to the soul? Naturally, it's not the veggies and water. That's why I call this choosing the veggies. In other words, there is something that is actually healthy. We all know it. If I were to say which one's healthier, you say, oh yeah, well, the veggies and the water are healthier. In other words, instinctively, we even know it's better. But we are attracted to what, the, what would satisfy the flesh. And as a result, in a time of confinement, in a time of captivity, we have a tendency to have the same thing set before us and lean in the direction of Nebuchadnezzar's delicacies. So let's give a breakdown of vegetables and water. What would that symbolize? That which brings life to the soul. That which deepens spiritual understanding. That which cultivates intimacy with God. That which strengthens the grip of the soul on truth. It's funny, but in our natural man, we're not attracted to those things. It's our supernatural man. It's our spirit man that actually craves these things. But if you don't give that spiritual man voice in your life in a time like this, then you'll find yourself decaying and decomposing along with the rest of Babylon. So let's give some examples of uh, vegetables and water. Now, these, there's so many examples I could give, but I'm going to bring out some examples that I think could be helpful for us. Because I could just say, hey, you guys need to spend more time in prayer and study and, and these things. But listen to this list. Focus time of waiting and listening to God. Because some of us study, we do these things, we have our, our rhythms, and we have our daily devotions, but focus time waiting and listening. This is something that is like bonus opportunities for us. What if we were to just spend it still in God's presence? How about this one? Focus time spent enjoying your spouse. Focus time spent enjoying your children. Or if you're a child, focus time spending enjoying your brothers and sisters, or focus time spending enjoying your parents. How about this one? Focus time spent thinking about others and doing things on their behalf writing letters, making projects for people in your neighborhood, people around you, praying for those people. In other words, there's opportunities here. Vegetables and water, at first, they're not attractive. But if we do them, they change our life and the life of others. So this is Daniel continuing. Then let our appearance be examined before you after this 10-day test. And the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies, and as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. That's actually good that it's fatter. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. 
As for these four young men, listen to the conclusion. God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. This is an opportunity for us. How we handle this captivity actually defines the impact that our lives will make on this world around us. You have a choice. King's delicacies right now. Or you have this rare opportunity to say, you know what? I'm going to choose the veggies and water right now. I want to do this right so that my life can be 10 times stronger when this is done to impact the world around me. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellersley.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.